You're listening to the Party Girl Podcast with Chelsea Curtis, episode 133. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited because I'm here today with the lovely, the one, the only. I'm going to let you guess. If you guess Peyton Matthews, you guess it right. <laughs> Pretty good guess. Good too. guess. Good guess. So um, I, we were just sitting here chatting and we're like going to dive into some episodes, some top secret stuff we've been working on. And she said, you know, I used to be in school for criminal justice. I'm like, wait, what? Because you guys know she's like our resident event planner here at the Party Planner Academy podcast. We love her insight. Um, I'm one of those like street event planners that's like had to just like hard knock life my way through <laughs> and like bump and fall. And she actually went to school, paid, graduated, has a degree mm -hmm. in event planning. But it didn't start out that way. No, it didn't. I went to UVU not really knowing what I was going to do. I'll, but growing up, all I knew was I wanted to help people in some way because mm -hmm. I like people. I like being around people. I genuinely like helping people. So I went to college and I was like, okay, all I want to do is I want to pick something that helps people. So I enrolled in my first criminal justice class. Like, but hey, so, okay, okay. so many women, though, are like, I want to help people. I'm going to be a teacher. You know, mm -hmm. like criminal justice. Wow. Yeah. Like why criminal justice? So I got taking the class and I was like, okay, I can't be a police officer, but I praise them to the highest extent oh, that same, I same. can. So like, much respect. I could I never do that. Can't, but I knew I couldn't be a police officer. I was like, okay, that I can't do. But we learned about different fields in criminal justice and we learned about victim advocacy and victimology. And I was like, victims, like yeah. that is somewhere I could do good. I can help. I can help people. I'm not a police officer because mm -hmm. I can't do that, but I totally respect those. So who can. is that different than a social worker? Yes. Um, kind of, but like social workers, you have to get like a bachelor's degree and you can get your master's and you can like, if you get your um, master's, you can become like a clinical social okay. worker and different things like that. I don't know the exact things, but, but I like a victim a advocate is a different thing. So do you yes. work more with like the police department? Yes. So okay. there's a lot. So I did get a job as a victim advocate at a domestic violence shelter. So they work in shelters. They work at police departments primarily a lot of the time. And they're typically what? 501c3 nonprofit organizations? I'm yeah. Assuming. Okay. Yeah. So they usually work in police departments and they go to crime scenes and they go to court dates with victims and they are there for victims to help them, help them find resources financially, housing. Wow. All this stuff. And like, they're amazing. Like, victim advocates are amazing. So I was like, okay, I can do that. So then there's not like a degree for victim advocacy. So I got my degree in criminal justice. Like, that's my major and my minor's event planning. But I didn't decide my minor till a year, till a year before I graduated. And oh, wow. so I had gotten a job at a domestic violence shelter as a victim's advocate. Um, I loved it. I, it was good. It was really good. But I got into it. And I was like, okay. I don't think I, it was very, it was a lot emotionally. And then. Oh, I, I, I think that probably would have very high turnover. Yes. Just because you, like you said, you're there with the victims. You're going to court mm -hmm. with them. And they probably don't have support from family. Yeah. They probably don't have the resources financially, even maybe the emotional capacity. Yeah. And so you have to give those things. Yes. And it's very hard seeing people in those situations. But then as I was a victim advocate, I was actually sexually harassed by one of my coworkers. I had wait, never. At, what? Yeah. At the, wait, 
at the Victim Advocacy Center. Mm-hmm. And he had worked there for like four years. And what can you like? Can happen. you give more detail on like what that means? Yeah. So he, we were working together in a small office, kind of like the size we're working in, like, like now, here, right uh-huh. here, a little bit bigger, but not much. And. I'd worked with him before and kind of got weird vibes from him. And then he like went downstairs because there was a basement and he went to grab stuff and he started sending me these texts like, you know, I want you. Oh, my gosh. I know you want me and like all these different things. And then he. Which you have a boyfriend. Yes. And he came upstairs and he was like, you need to delete those texts. I don't want your boyfriend to see them. He's like, I don't want him to get mad at me. And I was like, I was like, you have a wife. You need to delete. Oh, my gosh. He was married with kids. Ah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And this was the first time that I'd ever had an experience like that. Like I mean, I'm sure I've had them with like guy friends and whatever, but it wasn't like anything like I hardly know you. You well, are not so inappropriate. He's in a committed relationship. He's married. Like you mm-hmm. weren't uh leading him on. Like there was yeah. nothing. There was and no like no. and I was wearing sandals and he kept telling me like he had a foot fetish and that he really liked my feet and that Oh my gosh. Like and it wasn't anything like super bad, but it was like no, I felt that so is super bad. And I, I feel like that tell. is it's like that line where you feel like, well, should I be reacting this much? You know? Yeah. Did you oh. take it somewhere? Did you just kind of quietly not say anything? So that night I went over to Caden's, my boyfriend's house, and I was kind of off because I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. I had deleted the text because I was like, I can't have these on my phone. I felt so uncomfortable then I was like, oh shoot, I should have saved them. But I like couldn't look at these texts anymore because I was like, I feel so uncomfortable like with these texts. Did he, he make you me- delete them in front of him? Uh he didn't watch me do it, but he he like asked if I had deleted them. And so I was like, okay, I can't tell Caden. Like I played what I learned in my degree. Like I didn't ask for this. And yet I was mm-hmm. the one like victims do. They, they're like, oh my gosh, what, what did I do? How did, how did I, why did I ask for this? Like, what, like, did, what I did I do? Or yes. I maybe I wore the myself. wrong sandals. Yes. I blamed myself. Oh my and my gosh. mom had had an experience a few months prior where she was sexually harassed. And I was like, my mom took it like, oh my gosh, maybe I shouldn't have done this. Maybe I shouldn't have done this. And I like, I would cry because I was like, mom, you didn't do anything to ask for this. Mm-hmm. But then I myself was in this situation and I did that same thing. And so the next day I finally told one of my coworkers who was also a really good friend. And she was like, you, you can't do this. And I was like, no, like I can't, like I wasn't enjoying the job, but then this happened. And then I told Caden and I like, he picked me up after work and I, after he got off work and I got in his car and I just started crying. Cause I was like, Cause I was like, oh, what if he doesn't believe me? I played that card, which I knew not to play because I knew Caden would trust would, you. Yes, yeah, he trusted me. Mm-hmm. But it was like the whole like, oh my gosh, maybe he wouldn't. But of course he would. He's or the maybe, most amazing. Or guy. maybe he would think that you did something to yeah, ask for this exactly. or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. I played all the worst cards in my mind, and I it was horrible. I told his parents. I told my parents. I told his parents, and his parents were like, "We'll go down with you. Talk to someone. <gasps> like you need oh to." Oh my gosh, how supportive! Yeah, his mom was like, "I've been in this situation. We will go down. We will talk to him. You need to tell him what's going on." So I worked that Sunday, and I was like, "Okay, I can't work Thursday with this guy. I can't work Thursday." I was right. like, "I'm gonna. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I can't work this Thursday with him." And so that Sunday I was working with a girl and we'd worked together for a few hours. And I mean, I hadn't been there long, but me and her were pretty good friends already. And I could talk to her. And finally, the last 10 minutes, I was like, hey, have you ever had like a weird situation with this guy? Like um, anything like kind of cross the line of sexual harassment? She was like, yes. <gasps> and she'd been there eight months. And oh, she was my like, gosh. And she did she report it? 
so her and this other girl who had also had a comment from him, they wrote, typed up like this huge document. She was like, I wasn't ready to talk to anyone about what had happened to me, but we wanted to have this documented in case we, me and her ever felt the need to was talk it to similar, someone. just inappropriate texts? Yeah, and, like, like he comments would talk about them. her body all the time. <gasps> like she was married, she had kids. Like he would just talk about her body inappropriately. So then she played the well. If I would have said something sooner, this wouldn't have happened to you. She's and right. I, that's right. And I was like, yes, but but it's good that you guys are taking care of it now. Yes. I, mean, I think that's all you can do in situations yeah. like that. Uh, is you know what? Let's stand together and handle this now. Yep. And so. I quit. I just emailed him. I was like, I can't be here. I'm so sorry. I had a situation. And then my boss and then like the lady who runs the shelter, my boss had called me and I told her everything that had happened. I was like, I'm just going to tell you I'm done. Like, I'm not coming back. But here is what happened because oh no one else can go. Was she sympathetic? This. Was she like justifying oh, yeah. his behavior? No, what, was she, she? Yeah, okay. was amazed. She talked to that girl. They got the paper that they had written up. They then that Thursday, the next his next shift, they took him in and they fired him that day. On they the called, spot, they called me afterwards, let me know that they had fired him. So they handled it amazingly, right? But it, and they wanted me to come back. But did I was he like, ever reach out to you after that? No, he reached out to her, but I had blocked his number because okay. I was like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. I'm not. I can't. I'm done. I've good for you. So, but you I reached was, out to the other person. Mm-hmm. What did he say? I don't remember exactly, but I was like, you need to block his number. Yeah, like they told me to block his now. number. Oh you my like, gosh. it was just, it was crazy. I'd never what had a anything. whirlwind of just like, you're going into a profession so that you can help and advocate mm-hmm. for people. And then that literally happens to you. Yeah. And I, like I said, nev- nothing had ever happened to me like that. So I didn't know what to do in that situation. I was, but then it was like, then I was like, well, am I just playing this card? Am I this? Did this happen because I didn't really want to work here anymore? Like, I realized, like, this isn't something I wanted to do. And I realized, like, no, they're two separate, two separate incidences, but they led me to, to quit and to find something that I would be more fitting for because of the emotional toll that was the job was taking on me. And oh, yeah. And then plus, like, the emotional toll that that experience was taking yeah, on you. Like, it was just, okay, I need to leave. And I, quit and I didn't feel regrets like I was like okay this guy he's now not in this place anymore to either harm the victims who have already been victim or future employees from his yeah. type of harassment so I was like okay I did my piece there yes. maybe that's what I needed to go do uh-huh. get this guy out of here and and hopefully have him realize because I mean really I could see where in your mind it's like it's not that bad. It's just a text. Yeah. And it wasn't really like he, he sent a nude. It was like yeah. he asked you. But it was just like where it was going was inappropriate. And I yeah. think there's so many times where we justify it in our mind or we feel embarrassed or we don't want to inconvenience someone else. Yeah. Instead of just saying, you know what, this isn't okay. And like, I don't know if you feel this way, but with, with situations like that, I always hope that the reprimand and the consequences are enough of a lesson to oh. shake people yes. up to say, wow, I was headed down a really mm-hmm. bad path, but I can change. Yep. And, and I, that was stupid. Yeah. You know and I mean? I that hope, was so dumb. I hope that he learned from it. I mean, that night he wanted, he walked me out to my car and I was like, there's not cameras over by my car. Like I was nervous, like in that situation. Cause he walked me out. I was like, why are you walking me out? Like all this mm-hmm. stuff. And so I really hope that he's learned his lesson and he doesn't so. treat other women like that. But then that led me to, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. I was like, I like criminal justice, but I don't think my heart, like I, Love criminal justice, but I don't think it's something I could do for the rest so of my life. So how did you pivot 
And it would have been like not even a pivot, a full 360, <laughs> like a 180. Like yes. you're facing this way, criminal justice, and you're turning yep. the other way. You're like, hey, event planning. Because yes. I went to UVU myself, uh -huh. and when I went, I studied culinary arts, mm -hmm. and that was the closest thing that we had to event planning in general because it was the only hospitality-based major. Yeah. Yeah. And so. you, as we know from past <laughs> podcast episodes, um, you were the first graduate class of this new major, yes. which is event planning. So did they just – it was like all over. Like you kept seeing signs like join the event planning degree or like this is new. Like how did it so, all come together? I quit that job beginning of fall semester and everyone was just like because I like to go over the top with birthdays and yes. other events I'm planning and gifts. Like I love giving people gifts Me and too. I love, I tend to go over the top. I, I like it. have a budget and it's like, oh shoot, but this would be so perfect for this person mm -hmm. or parties. I'm like, oh, I got to go above and beyond. And so everyone was like, Peyton, you should think about it. And I was like, oh yeah, well, you the only one offers an associate's degree in it. And I was like, and I'm way past my associates. And so that spring semester, uh, maybe it was end of fall. It was summer, end of fall, early spring. I kept seeing the signs for it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to reach out and see what I need to do. I was like, okay, hey, maybe this is what I need to do. Maybe this is my sign. Yeah. And what were I was the prerequisites like, for it? There were no prerequisites. I had to take 18 credits. And so it was my spring semester and I was supposed to graduate the next spring, spring of 2020. And so I'm like, I'm going to reach out, see what I have to do, mm -hmm. if I can even do it, because I'm a criminal justice major. Like, I don't know prerequisites, yeah. how I'm going to, like, what I'm I need to do. Stack up. Mm -hmm. So I reached out, and she's like, well, you just take these eight, these 18 credits, so six classes. And there were some that needed prerequisites, but not all the classes needed pre prerequisites. And it was, like, the um, uh, elective classes for the degree. And I was like, okay. So I could move it around and pick the electives that would work. I mean, they had a smaller selection but i was able to get the two or three elective classes i needed without prerequisites and then and just start yeah i love that so, so much and as soon as you got into the degree cracked open your book started working mm -hmm. on projects planning events were you just like this is a this is where i'm supposed to be supposed to be oh yeah it was definitely like getting into my classes i was like this feels right i feel because i still get to help people like that's my thing i mean it's in a different capacity, but it's, I still get to work with people. I still like if they're doing a charity fundraiser, like I can yes, help with that. and do It those, is very like, gratifying work. And I feel like most event planners that I know are gen, gen, generous people. They're mm -hmm. genuinely generous. They just want to be mm -hmm. above and beyond. They want to blow people's minds. They want it to look good because mm -hmm. there's a sense of pride of like, mm -hmm. well, my name's on this. Like yeah. I created this mm -hmm. and it really truly is a talent. Yeah. It's a talent and it's so funny because I feel like my whole life I've kind of had this natural talent. Like you've said, you've mm -hmm. always loved going above and beyond, mm -hmm. birthday parties, gifts, and people kind of make fun of it. Mm -hmm. Have you had that before? There's like, why are you doing this? This oh, is yeah. so much. Like it's so over the top. And it's so – I think it kind of comes full circle when you have that moment of mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm an event planner. Yeah. That's like was. what I'm supposed to be doing. And mm -hmm. then all the pieces kind of fall into yes. place. But as a child or mm -hmm. as – um. I don't know, even just like adolescence, it, if your parents aren't big into events, it does seem frivolous. Mm -hmm. And like, mm -hmm. why would you spend your resources and time yeah, doing that? Exactly. And my mom was very into parties and she always went above and beyond. And I think that's where I got that's it. Like got she it. loved doing big gifts. Like that was like holidays were always She's big. always like that. And so I think that was kind of instilled in me, but it was never like, oh, I could do something with it. But then when that minor opened up and I was like, okay. And everyone just 
my sis, well, I call her my sister-in-law, but she's my boyfriend's sister. She's basically my sister-in-law. It's just easier to call her that. She's part of the family. She was like, like everything. She's like, Payne, you just do, like, it's so amazing what you do. She's like, I can't do that. And she's like, with your gifts, like, you should be a professional gift giver. Like, I would pay you. I don't know. She's like, I'd pay you to go shopping for me just because of. I think that is a thing. I think you could be like a professional shopper. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the thing. And so I would love it. I'm <laughs> like, like, I could buy gifts like, for people all day long. And you take a little <laughs> off the top. My fee is 10%. Perfect. Yeah. And so I would, she was like, I wish you were, like, we would have been closer when you were doing it. My bridal shower and different things like oh that. Because she's like, you would have yes. been perfect. And I was like, well, when you have babies, I'll be yeah, there. I'll be the know. one. I was like, I already have a board started. So as soon oh, as you let that. me know. I but love then, that. But then, like, everyone at work was always like, whenever I do something, I just did it more than other people would. Not because they didn't want to but it's just they didn't it's not how their mind worked or they couldn't see that full picture and me I'm like well I can't stop halfway like yes. if I'm gonna do something I'm gonna do it all the way and it's going to look I, great I love that I I think you really hit the nail on the head because it is such a creative outlet mm-hmm. for people who enjoy it there is a very specific personality mm-hmm. who has the capacity to organize a timeline that matches a theme that matches Mm-hmm. Um, the flow of an event oh, yeah. and have it all come together mm-hmm. seamlessly. And you as the event planner know that there's little fires everywhere, yep. but nobody else knows. Exactly. That's a gift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a secret gift because no one's supposed to know about it. Right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. It really is. And so learning how to manage that, man, I have some doozies of oh. war stories that I've told that are just like, oh, my gosh, that should not have happened. But at the end of the day, the events always go mm-hmm. off and you learn something. Oh, yeah. And then I, I, me personally have found that my own events have started with like anxiety of like, mm-hmm. it must be perfect yeah. to just more preparation mm-hmm. and more mental thought and more like daydreaming about the event and listing and yeah. itemizing yep. and planning and repacking and reworking and having plans B and C and D for all the ones that fall yes. through. And now it's like just fun. Yeah. And you know? I, oh yeah. And I think like before when I would just do things for fun, like it was just kind of that anxiety. Like I'd kind of just keep my mental list, but then going to school and working with you and watching videos from other people, like just learning about like actually making a list. I'm like, oh, yeah. I can have a method to my madness. Yes, yes like, I don't that have there to is keep an actual it. method. Totally. I don't have to keep it all in my head. So it was nice learning those, some of those uh, skills in school and from other people and just. So, I love that that's so my much. Crazy story I love it so much. Well, we're so there. grateful that you came today to share that with us because it's always fun to hear people's backstory. I think sometimes when we see the success of mm-hmm. others, we're like, oh, they just like had it all together or yeah. oh, like they've been in it so mm-hmm. long. And it really is like when you take the time to be mentored, to go to school, to mm-hmm. learn from someone who's already done it, you will skip years ahead in mm-hmm. your journey in whatever profession, I truly believe. Oh, yeah. Because you'll be able to say, I can springboard off of what you've taught me instead of mm-hmm. having to fall in those same pit holes. Start and ground zero, you know what really. I mean? And like learn as you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been like, it's been amazing. And I definitely never have regretted adding my minor as an event planner. I mean, I added an extra semester to school, but I was like, I am not graduating past spring, summer, spring of 2020. So I added a summer semester. I, I take 18 it. credits. Oh my gosh, I was like, I I'm getting it. it. And it's, I loved all my classes. Like they were. Well, I have to say they did an amazing job. Like with your education, we have so many conversations and it blows my mind that you are relatively still new in the industry. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's been less than two years. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. And I... you work at the Azalea now. Like it is 
it's like full blown event planner. It's really great. Yeah, you should be really I, proud. You should be really, you. really proud thank of yourself. You. I, um, I appreciate that. I'm proud of of the fact that we get to work together, and Me I love too. like oh, learning gosh, from you. It. And and again, thank you for sharing your story. This yeah, was so course. fun to get a little bit more behind the scenes all about Peyton mm-hmm. Matthews. How fun! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for joining us this episode. We will catch you next time. Bye. 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 Oh, 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 oh,